Alright, yo, diapers and dog houses, episode four. I think this is. It's been out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> been out for a while, man. Uh, YBA's. <laughs> What's this? I was like, MIA. I was at DOA. My bad, Zach. Wrong one. Zach, MIA. Uh, handling some business. So it's me and the Gov. Riding shotgun with your boy. What's up? Uh, um. That's some good feedback from the uh, the uh, the uh, back to school episode, man. Oh Lots yeah, tips. Yeah, people hit me up in my. They'll never send me messages to the website, but they DM me and stuff. They appreciated the episode and uh, nice. Shout out to everybody that listened. We got some good numbers on that one, so keep them coming. Trying to blow up out here. And just to throw this out there, if there's anything else. Like that that you would like for us to talk about elaboration? Yeah, let us know. Message, yes, go to the website www.diapersanddoghouses.com, and we will take care of the people. We give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been off a couple of weeks. Man, my grandmother died. Great grandmother died. I call her my grandmama, but she passed away. Uh, the Sunday before last, and we had a funeral last Sunday, so I couldn't record then, so it's just been uh, a yeah. bunch of Medea family reunion type stuff going on in my life, <laughs> but uh, Grandmama gone, wasn't no tragic thing, it was a peaceful 93, I can't oh, really yeah. sit here and, you know, boohoo too much, man, but uh, sure gonna miss her, and uh I'll say this. I think we talked about it last time. Or maybe not this past time, but we talked about it one time this season. Get your affairs in order. Lord. You would think at 93, somebody would have thought, we need to make sure grandma's stuff is in order. It was not in order. Jeez. And a lot of a lot of rambling was going on, trying to make things happen. So, say all that to say, make sure your stuff is in order. How, how you want to be buried. If you, do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want New Orleans trumpeters coming down the middle of the church when you're getting buried? I'll, <laughs> as Oliver say, grandma funeral was wild. I'm just gonna say that, bro. Mm. I hate to hear that, man. And I, like I said, I I know we talked already, but again, yeah. you know, when you lose that that uh, matriarch. Yeah, yeah, my my family's so weird, especially on that side, my dad's side. So, I uh, met my dad when I was eight, that I can remember. I found pictures of me when I was a baby, so he had to have known me then. But I don't remember meeting him until I was eight. Then I met my grandma, his mom. She died when I, when she, when I was 10. She died in 95. So, didn't really know her at all. All I knew was my great-grandma. That's why I called her grandma. Um... She was, she was the, the the person because my dad would pick me up on the weekends, drop me off at her house. He'd be in the streets, oh. so it was really just me and grandmama. So she's like a mom, like a, a stepmom, I guess you call uh, a grandma and a great grandma. She was all those in the one. So it ain't just all my great grandma died. Like it, it was a big part of my life. You know, everybody that knows me know how much she meant to me. But I was happy that she passed because. Uh, not really pain per se, but just loneliness, man. And there's only so much I could do. Yeah, I can't elaborate on that too much, but 
Um, I'm glad she's gone. She had to bury her daughter in the 90s. She buried her husband in 79. I didn't even meet him. Buried her infant son, who didn't even make it to one years old oh, wow. in the 60s. So, buried her, both her sisters. She had no friends. She didn't want to go to a senior home to, like, meet new people. She didn't want to go to an assistant living home. So, she didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, it was really just me, my dad, her, and my little brother. So, it's just a weird family dynamic on that side of my family. But, I know she's happy. I told my granddad, uh, it's the happiest she's been in a long time. And mm. so... I can't complain. I was happy for it, man. So rest in peace to Grandma uh, Floor Bell. And um, sorry for the delay these last two weeks, man. But, you know, family come first, man. I had to hold Absolutely. it down, man. My, my dad is not, uh, my dad needed help. Mm. And plus he had reconstructive surgery on his elbow. And so well, physically he needs some help. Physically, too, he needed a lot of help. Yeah. Yard work, cleaning, you know, just simple stuff like Getting finding pictures for the obituary, and I went there to go through her Bible, go through her purses and stuff. Just it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot mentally, bro. But it is. Here it we is. are. Here we are. I'm I'm happy though. I'm in a good space, man. Um. So that was that. Um. What's going on? What's been going on? How you How you been, man? How's the first couple weeks of school going? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Oh I, no! I can, oh I can, no! I can say it that way, <laughs> but it's not a bad thing, you know. I like I said, I know I got um, I got uh, voluntold. To, somebody to, told me that the other day. Yeah, I love that word. I got I, I got told. I got voluntold to move schools, and I understand exactly why. Oh, so yeah, they needed you. I, I I see why I'm there. I know why I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it, it's not a bad thing, you know. I've. I, you know me, you've known me for a long time. You know, I, I've never been one to shy away from a task or to uh, shy away from not work. All. Not at all. So, you know, to be given this task and even really a responsibility, mm-hmm. it's on. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. You know, I, I, I work with a dynamic uh, team. You know, it was one that was handpicked from um, from the powers that be. That's good. But um, so in a sense, it's, uh, somebody... <laughs> I laugh because somebody kind of likened us to the Avengers walking, in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm all right with it, you know. Yeah. And I, I feel I'm cool with it. So like I said, it's it's different. I think the thing that I'm struggling the most with, and um, and I said this in my Bible study group, mm-hmm. um, was trying to adjust to what my new norm is in terms of time away from the kids, time at the house, time mm-hmm. and you know orienting tasks mm-hmm. um prioritizing you know wh- when do i cook mm-hmm. who, homework this homework mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um getting them in the bed and all that kind of stuff because you know our person personally it shifted just because of how uh offset you know mine and mrs schedules are now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's just a new norm and we're, we're adjusting to it so yeah um we'll, we'll be all right yeah man we're praying about that man and uh they're in good hands. That's all I can say, bro. Uh, they're in good hands. It's all good. Uh, I guess uh, Zach is doing good. I ain't heard about him on the news yet, so I'm assuming <laughs> he ain't had to beat nobody up yet. <laughs> I'm going to go through a few news stories that have been prevalent over the last few weeks, man, mm-hmm. in the marriage and 
parents in space and then we're going to answer uh let's see how many questions one two three four five six six we got six messages right or questions hopefully they're good questions i don't want to hear nothing about no sleeping wives talking in their sleeps again or maybe Pippin <laughs> or maybe Pippin Pippin might have sent us an update Pippin please we asking of you alright this first article is from CNBC 63% of divorcees say this is the number one thing that would have saved their marriage and it's not more money this was published on August 17th oh, three days ago okay it's not more money number one a better understanding of the commitment of marriage prior to marrying. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Number two. A better understanding of the values and morals of their partner prior to marrying. Mm. Number three. Waiting longer to start a family. Mm -hmm. Number four. Seeking professional help from a therapist or a couple's counselor. Mm. Number five. Waiting longer to get married. I can see. I can see those. Yeah, so let's circle back to number one. A better understanding of the commitment of marriage prior to marrying. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll start with this because I know when we got married, mm -hmm. I think we we ended up doing some counseling sessions before, pre, mm -hmm. you know, pre-marriage counseling mm -hmm. with the pastor that, um, that was going to marry. Well, she was going to marry us, and mm -hmm. then ironically enough, the day before our wedding, her mom had a stroke. Oh, man. So she couldn't marry us. Yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> um, God rest her soul. But, yeah. Um, but no, you know, we I think we did three, two or three sessions. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It, it scratched the surface. Yeah. And I know we kind of went in and had some very broad conversations about you know some of the three the three big things that um that really factor into a marriage you know and i think when she when we got married she said it was um it was always money time and god mm -hmm. is the way she phrased it mm -hmm. um and so we um you know i we, and we came out all right because like i said i after being in the game now what for us is just 14 years now mm -hmm. um i could i can reflect back and go you know we a little further conversation on a couple of these things wouldn't have hurt because it would have helped us avoid some stuff on yeah. the back end. I wish we did a hundred more sessions. <laughs> I think we might have did two. Our, ours was weird going in there because of the whole... Um, I don't want to divorce this much on the podcast. I don't want to hear her mouth later. Is <laughs> you know, Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Happy uh, wife, happy life. Y'all pay me. Y'all get the y'all get the details. But anyways, uh, we barely scratched the surface. Barely, barely, barely. And then you realize once you've been married for so long, I changed. Cheese changed. Yep. Uh, the goals have changed. Expectations yep. have changed. And so the situation changes. And even even in premarried and premarried pre-marriage counseling like things change like okay she may only wanted one kid when we first started now she wants 10 maybe she didn't want to travel a lot mm -hmm. now she does maybe she you know didn't you know I, I know I've changed you know I don't want to be a, a couch potato every night watching Murder She Wrote but you know this is what life is throwing <laughs> at me right now 
Um, you know, and situations change marriage, you know, you know, you have children definitely uh That was probably the best advice I could, we could have got. What was that? Don't have kids as soon as you get married. Mm, yeah. That that, that was us. absolutely the best advice we had. Yeah, that is a good piece of advice to kinda get to know each other and kinda set those boundaries not boundaries, but like, you know, but even in the first two, three years, because I think we were married three years before we had our oldest. Mm-hmm. But even in those first two or three years, um, we changed some then because the situations changed. And, and truthfully, you know, we were still trying to figure out. We were early in our careers and still trying to figure out and commit to the career. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a lot of moving parts. So mm-hmm. a child on top of that, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely uh, counseling 100%. Like, Yes. I if I had to put a number on it, I'd say at least six. At a- least six. Agreed. And it's got to be, like, deep. It can't be no, like, brushing, you know, broad question. Like, y'all got to get deep and, like, personal. Your, your, what you saw growing up as a marriage compared to what she saw growing up as a marriage or, you know, vice versa. So And even then, I would even, I would even take it a step further and, and suggest some individual counseling before you get married, 100%. too. 100%. Just because... Um, even if you do marriage counseling, even if one of you or both of you are bringing in uh, mm-hmm. trauma and baggage, mm-hmm. you got to work through that. So you don't, you know, you need to work through that first before you try and mm-hmm. partner up with somebody else for the rest of your life. Yeah, because you know that trauma and that baggage. You know, yeah, you, when you say I do, it becomes a part of the package. But you shouldn't willingly give it to them as a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would suggest that too. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You done yet? All right, we're back. Diapers and dog houses. Y'all, y'all paid attention, man. Y'all been sending in questions. I appreciate it. Please keep them coming. This is our favorite part of the show. It really is, though. Um, we're gonna go dive right in, man. This is dated. It's April the fourth. I mean August the fourth. I'm talking about Jeff Bozos. Jeff Bozos. Not Bezos. Not Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Bezos, uh, if you listen, I can use a little long, man. <laughs> what is your advice for kids who were bullied at school? Love the podcast. Thanks. Mm. Kids that are bullied at school. Okay. I'll let you answer this one because, I mean, the whole freaking fight back, like, that crap's getting old. Well. Because these kids toting guns in school. It is, and... and there's a lot of different ways to approach this, but I'm going to approach this the easiest way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I agree because I was always – I was raised in that old school philosophy. You don't pick a fight, but you dang sure finish one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got suspended for fight. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> so, I mean – Nick uh, – uh, Nick, what was his name? I can't remember his name. Nick something. I don't, need, something, no, I don't something. even remember the boy's name. I fought down. <laughs> I didn't get in many fights. I was a, I was a cool collect guy. Mm-mm. But, parents, I want to caution you with this. Be mindful of the word bullying and what all it entails. Mm. Um, first, I'm going to tell you to consult your local school district's definition mm-hmm. because even though we have a generalized definition, every school district has something different mm. on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, and this is me, not anybody I'm associated or affiliated with, but mm-hmm. this is just me. Mm-hmm. Bullying to me, insinuates that there's some kind of a pattern that keeps occurring. It's a frequent behavior. It's not a one-off. It's a, you've got a track record. Mm -hmm. 
the deal is you've got to be able to communicate with your child that the adults to let the adults know so that the adults can track the uh, the, pattern. the pattern. Mm-hmm. So without it, it looks like one-off situation. So you can't as an as a parent, you can't let it build up and then magically go to the, the school and say, "Oh, this is happening on this day. This happened on this day." Well, you didn't give the school a chance to investigate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but by all means, I'm not telling you sit back and let this happen because it is a serious, serious thing for kids. Um, the scary part about it is more kids, our kids' age, mm-hmm. are committing suicide because of bullying. Mm. Um, you know, 9 and 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds committed suicide because mm-hmm. of folks messing with them at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, parents, if you if you know that your child is being messed with, continuously mm-hmm. you need to continuously let the school administration know mm-hmm. um, and I mean every time something happens you need to let them know mm-hmm. now on the flip side of that mm-hmm. before you go and I'm not telling you not to go hard for your kid mm-hmm. but be mindful that uh, and, I, and I'm sorry I'm going to say it like this Judge Judy always said if a, if a child is talking mm-hmm. they're probably lying um, and I'm not saying that that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is this. be Don't go so hard for your kids blindly mm. and accept everything that they say is fact mm-hmm. um, without really knowing your child. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, and again, I deal with this. I deal with the backside of it as an administrator. Mm-hmm. Is, well, my child said such and such. Well, did your child tell you that they mm-hmm. did this first? Mm-hmm. And that was the response. Yeah. And, you know, nine out of ten times, that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. But then, the, you know, it's yeah. not the one that's making the allegation is really the aggressor. Yeah. Um. So, just be mindful and cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, go hard for your children, but make sure that the adults in the building are aware, are fully aware every time there's some kind of an allegation. I just had to deal with, um, with my middle child this week. Mm-hmm. Um. He got in trouble, because uh, he was running from a a, a girl mm-hmm. in the class, and he goes, well, she keeps bothering me. Da 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 da. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, and me. I'm just like, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and then the next day, she found a metal screw on the floor and started poking him with it and mm-hmm. tried to write her name on him and all kinds That's of stuff crazy. to a point that the assistant principal called me. Mm-hmm. So I that was one of those moments where I went, dang, I should have went a little harder for him mm-hmm. instead of, yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he told me he told me what, what the deal was. It's a tough line to tell. And, and, and it really is. It's a really hard, again, that word bullying is a hard line, but again, Look and see what the rule book says. Your school district's rule book says about the def their definition, mm-hmm. and then again involve as many adults inside of that school building as possible uh, to make sure that everybody's looking out for it. Because again, it's one thing if they know about it and don't do anything, mm-hmm. versus okay, they know about it. Here's the happy here, and it it's, it's, it continues, mm-hmm. and then you 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 know if you have to take it a step further, so. Mm-hmm. And you got kids that, you know, don't want to be labeled a snitch, so they're not going to yeah. tell nobody. That is, that is, oh my gosh, that's so... I hate it too, man. <laughs> I'm trying to tell my son, like, listen, you ain't in those streets. Like, Mm-mm. you don't want to get in trouble with me. So, if somebody messing with you at school, you let the teachers know, and they'll let me know. Well, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, because of how litigious this world is now, how litigious society is, mm-hmm. and you see... 10 and 9 and 10 year olds get kicked out of school for quote unquote sexual harassment and stuff like that. Mm. I tell my boys all the time, ain't no such thing as being a snitch. Mm-hmm. I need you to I need to know the truth so I can protect you. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. Yeah. It's about protection at this point and making sure that I'm proactive mm-hmm. um, in terms of anything foolish happening. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, thank you for that, Jeff Bozos. <laughs> this next one is from Samsung. <laughs> Speaking of Samsung, uh, my phone over here, Galaxy. <laughs> Samsung, you get that together. Come on, uh, come on over to the dark side. My condolences for your grandmother, Drake. Oh, thank you, Samsung. That was all. Thank you. Thank you for that, Samsung. Uh, we didn't talk about it here yet, but I guess you've been on the podcast. Are oh, you a friend of mine? That you, thank you for that, though. Um, Tasha, what is your favorite children's book to read to your kids? That's a good question. So many. I can't remember Drew. My my favorite one now with Sean is the freaking caterpillar eating the eating the crap all the time and becoming the fat caterpillar. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That's all right. We crack up. He cracks up. So, you know, I make the funny noises and stuff and the ass voices and stuff, eating all the food. Yeah, yeah. We have a blast reading that one. So, I, I think it's a big, big, big caterpillar. Let me Google the real name. And the crazy thing is, I don't know if I have a favorite book because we have a bunch. I know. We got a ton. And the crazy thing is, because the kids are so spread out. The oldest two are reading for themselves now, mm-hmm. and so they can read for they can read to them. Yeah, they can read to, and and so um, you know, at one point in time, my oldest was reading to my middle child, mm-hmm. and now my middle child is starting to read to the baby. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know if that's really a favorite I, book because I wish Drew would read. I wish Drew would read to my little one. But. I don't know if we have a favorite. Yeah, the very the very hungry caterpillar. That's the name of the book. Okay. That's my favorite one to read to him. Uh, Drew. He, Drew like any Paw Patrol and you know Sean loves books he he loves books so far so far oh yeah cause Look, Drew used to like books but my oldest one he's starting to fall out but I'm trying to he's you know he's at that chapter book stage yeah and I'm trying to make sure that he's reading something that's of interest to him yeah exactly I mean I know uh, he's in the diary of a whippy kid right now yeah. he's into that series real hard Drew's into these uh, anime type books I gotta make sure ain't no crazy stuff in it but he's into like the uh, Naruto and all that crap like that yeah, yeah. so oh. know, we got him a couple books at <laughs> Barnes and Noble that are dying out but I laugh because uh, three days ago in the closet I found my whole collection of Goosebumps books. Mm, <laughs> shout out to Goosebumps. I'm telling you, man. You remember how good those books were back those in the day? Fire, boy. So I'm a, I told my oldest, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to let you read these books. Goosebumps. <laughs> you need a scary book? I, they're not scary, I promise you. Yeah. Oh, man. That, shout out. They, they still got book fairs in your end? They got book fairs still? Yeah, they still have, they still have book fairs. In. Yeah. Let's just, why are the book fairs so expensive? Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, Drew, like, I need thirty dollars for books. I'm like thirty dollars. You come, he might, he might come home with two things. <laughs> yeah, maybe if yeah. you're lucky. And some erasers, two yeah. books on an eraser. Yeah, shout out to uh, still getting paid out here. Uh, what's the name of it? Scholastic. Scholastic. Yeah, Scholastic out here with the high stock price. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, let's go to the next question. Is from Tebow. Oh Tebow. Outside of your father, who taught you the most about manhood? Love the podcast. <laughs> That's a heavy question. Yeah, I got a lot of people. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it this way, and I, I, I no, I'm not gonna say it that way because I don't want to put it that bad. But <laughs> I, to answer the question, my granddad, my mom's dad, mm-hmm. was was is my answer, and that's that's simply because. Um, old school, rolled up his sleeves, went to work 
when he needed to go to work. Mm-hmm. Then you know, and he was um, my 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 mom's dad was a contractor, so you know a lot of the older families around uh, Rockdale and Carnes, they'll know exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. But um, you know he uh, he was a contractor, so he built houses my whole life, mm-hmm. and uh, he, you know just. Whenever you need to get up and go to work, you go to work. If you need to lay the bricks on the house, he lay the bricks. You know, he do whatever need to be done. Mm-hmm. And he worked so much and so hard that he was able to give each of his kids an acre of land mm-hmm. to build their own house. Yeah. And build them houses. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was always kind of a a shining example. Now, he never sat me down and said, do this, boy, do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, it was just more I sat back and watched. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Those are the, that's, I actually speak louder. Absolutely. Uh, I would answer that by saying Carl Louder, um, my my best friends growing up's father, uh, my boy Jack. Um, he's dead now. Rest in peace to Papa Louder. Um, I had, I mean I had a dad. I told you earlier I didn't meet him until I was eight. Um, he was he was a Rolling Stone to say the least. His dad's a Rolling Stone. <laughs> Couldn't really mimic them uh, as far as a, a, a family household that I would want to, uh, you know, up, bring up. So, Papa Louder was, you know, I, I stayed at their house a lot of my high school years. Um, they invited me to church. That's how I met Jack. Jack was a homeschool kid. Papa Louder didn't have no TV in his house. Oh, wow. Uh didn't even let me like he didn't like me playing solitaire on the computer. He didn't like he didn't like cars being played. He was strict. They would say he's the strictest man alive. But he was a bread man. He he had a bread route. He delivered bread. Woke up at two or three every morning. Mm. Took me on the bread route with him a couple times. Um so just seeing him uh, as far as like manhood, like you know, just iron fist almost, but he became a lot more gentler in his older years, you know, older age. Uh, one of my last memories of him is me and him sitting there. He finally got a TV in his house after his kids got grown. And we watched, uh, I don't know if he want me saying this, but we watched uh, Blue Street with Martin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so, I was so shocked that he was watching it first off because, like, he, he Christian, you know, by the book, you know. Uh, we were watching it, man, and he just... He was cracking up, trying not to laugh, cause it was so funny, bro. But man, <laughs> he's just a man's man, bro. Like you know, he to take in another to take in another kid like that ain't yours, and like right. you know, feed him, and like you know, let me spend the night all the time, anytime I want it. Like he he's my he's taught me the most about being a man. Like when I when I say I'm bringing up a family, I wanted to bring him up like Papa Lada did. So mm. shout out to Papa Lada, man. Um, that's it. I had a I had a lot of examples of what not to do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm writing a book about that, my brother. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Paul. He gave me he gave me a name, and then and then he walked away. Who said so? Go, Daddy gave me a name. Then he walked away. Sorry. <laughs> um, good question, T. But I like that question. Yeah, man. Maybe you you yeah. threw me off just then. All right, next question. Long live Velo. Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, somebody, live, from, somebody from the city. Long live Velo. Uh, if you're on death row, what's your last meal and who's preparing it? Hmm. Okay, long live Velo. 
That's a piece of fellow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're on death row, what's your last meal and who's preparing it? We've been going for 20 years now, right? Velo, yeah, he died in 2004? 2004? No. 2006. Six. Yep. Yep, 2006. I was about to come home from college. Um, yep. Who's preparing it? Who's my favorite food? Last meal. Mm. <laughs> I definitely want some Oreo cheesecake, but I don't know anybody that's made it. Um, I can't remember where I had that one piece that like had me hooked forever, but it was like the cheesecake with the Oreo, like a piece of a top Oreo on top of it with the whipped cream on it, boy. Mm. I don't know who made it. I don't know where I got it from, but that's what I would want, bro. And I guess to make it a meal, probably a good steak, bro. Probably. My wife makes some good mashed potatoes. I don't think I have her make the steak though, respectfully. Probably a Rathburn, one of them kind of, yeah, I, one of them kind of fancy steakhouse. I was about man. to say, I, I got my. I think I got mine all the way each piece. What you got? <laughs> this is the brought fact. in brought in from different. Yeah, the, the, from uh, different areas. So yeah. I'm gonna have to bring out a a, a restaurant that uh, has since folded or gone under. But mm-hmm. um, there was a um, restaurant in Savannah. On River Street, mm. uh, that was named One Eyed Lizzie's. Mm. Had, had the absolute best fried shrimp I've ever had in my mm. life. Mm. So that's my surf. Mm-hmm. Right? That's my <laughs> yeah, surf. Yeah. The turf mm-hmm. is probably going to come from to date. It's actually going to come from um, McCormick's. Mm, okay. McCormick's, and they have a Cajun ribeye. Okay. That, right. that thing was right. I like the sound of that. Yeah, so I that, that's my surfing turf. I think I'm gonna have to have. You know, I gotta I gotta get the bread and potato with it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So yes, sir. But um, I like and of course, one of my mama's red velvet cakes. Mm, man, that sounds good. All right, let's go to the next question. This but, the last question. But for the record, I ain't going to death row. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll plead guilty. I ain't going to death row either, bro. I'll plead guilty. I ain't going to death row. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking it to trial. Uh, John Madden, are we kicking back off the fantasy football league? I was robbed the last time we played. <laughs> I don't even remember who won. Oh, uh, Cordell won it because he won the they won the uh, Javita Moore picture that he never got, and he just left. I, I keep forgetting to give it to him. Mm, that's all right. That's your yeah. He ain't getting it now. Javita, that's my baby. That's before she died. So is she? She definitely. I'm definitely keeping that. Uh, I have not thought about that fantasy football league. I wasn't planning on it. Um, I guess I could, but I have to find a sponsor to come up with some prizes. I mean, I got that prize from Joe Moore. I need to get like some prizes that everybody's going to appreciate, though. Like, I think I'm the only one that appreciated that Joe Moore <laughs> side poster. Uh, I was trying to get uh, Ace Hardware to give me like a gift card or something. I'm gonna try. I don't know. We got a, a couple of weeks to get it figured out. So. Stay, uh, join the Facebook group if you haven't already and, and look for an announcement there or Instagram. See what I can come up with as far as prize. Nobody wants to play for free. I don't want to play for no, nothing. I want to play for something. So yeah, I got you. I will uh, get on the horn and get somebody that wants to sponsor a fantasy football league. And we'll go from there. All right, that's it. I went through all of them. There weren't that many bad questions, though. You know? Oh, let me talk about this before we leave, though. Uh-oh. What you got? Uncle Phil versus Carl Winslow. Mm. 
Let me talk about it. You already know where I stand on Uncle Phil. I know, I, I know where you stand. Because I picked him. I picked him second under under the guy from This Is Us. But I started thinking, Carl Winslow's got to be over Uncle Phil. And this is why. Why? Carl Winslow. All right. Carl Winslow took in his mother. Man, I ain't really taking in your mama. You doing what you're supposed to do. Uncle Phil took in his mama. His mama came visit a couple times, but he didn't take her in. Took in his sister-in-law, Rachel's place, and her son. He did do that. <laughs> took in his nerdy neighbor. By the phone. Uncle Phil was always throwing out his neighbor, Jazz. Jazz, he always threw him out. And plus, Uncle Phil had Jeffrey, bro. And then uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie ended up being a cop. I don't know what Lisa Lars ended up marrying. Uh, she ended up marrying. She thing. married Rich. She, she married Rich. He did lose Judy though. You gotta, you gotta count that again. I was about to say they lost the whole daughter upstairs, man. So I mean, how, how sir? Hey, it's okay. He huh? didn't have, he didn't have a Jeffrey to uh, keep after his kids. Like uh, oh, but he had Hillary. Hillary was on the Playboy uh, Playboy magazine, so he really lost her too. But he did this on her. He and, he, and she got famous afterwards. He was her too. But she got famous oh, afterwards. Oh man! I guess uh, one could argue Judy did too. <laughs> that's, not, that's not for this podcast. Oh man, I gotta go. I gotta go, Carl, bro. Carl, uh, you know. I, I'm, in, I'm still taking Uncle Phil. He was in Chicago. Man. He's in. The, he's in, the, in in Chirac, man. Uncle Phil's out there in Bel Air, man. Come on, man. I gotta. I gotta go. I gotta go with. Uh, but you can't discredit Shredder. You can't. I mean, he's three. He's still top three, bro. I'm just saying. I got Carl Winslow number two now, man. That's all. Man. He took in his mom and his sister-in-law, bro. And her kid with a cop salary. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I give you that. Yeah, man. He was out here hustling, man. He, uh... Then he helped invest in Rachel's place, bro. Rachel wanted to start a business. He helped... He did the, that. Okay. The money now, I'll, I'll let you have it on. Hey, man. Hey, Carl Winslow, man. Shout out to Carl Winslow, man. I think his birthday was this past week for real. Yeah, that's why I posted it on Facebook. That's why I brought it up. Number two, man. Hey, all right, guys. That's it. We appreciate y'all, man. Keep the questions coming in. Diversandoghouses.com. Zach, can't wait to get you back, brother. Um, Gov, appreciate you. Absolutely. Rest in peace to Floor Bill, Grandma. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Football's about to come back on. Yeah, Falcons look pretty good. Falcons man. looking great. Be John might be the guy. Just might be. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll see y'all.